morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, September 27th, 2018. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Joined, as always, on Thursdays by the lovely and talented Steve Wiltfong. Steve, overcast and gray in the Gem City. And yourself, thanks. Good morning, Daniel. Brisk here in Indianapolis, but very excited. This is the week we've all been waiting for, and Penn State and Ohio State have done their part in running the table leading up to this ball game in Happy Valley, the whiteout Saturday night. Two undefeated teams. The only thing that would make it better is if Nick Bosa was healthy uh, and we would have all the major players uh, ready to take the field in this ball game. Uh, but still fired up for it. And uh, obviously, as we talked about before the show, uh, major college football playoff implications. Uh, the winner seems to will be on the fast track, you would think, to the college football playoff and, and, and then the loser. Uh, may may be out of it uh, for the the rest of the way. So a uh, huge game, the one we've all been waiting for, one that people circled uh, before the season across the country is a game they, they couldn't wait to watch. And uh, Ohio State and Penn State did their part to, to make sure that they were undefeated for this one. No question. And as you said, I believe it is statistically, by the way the, the geeks work it out, the most impactful regular season game between any two teams in terms of the college football playoff. Bucky's got to go down there and get it done. Feeling pretty confident we will get to the our predictions for that at the end of the show here and also talk about one recruit who's not on commitment watch that has an interest in both schools. We do, however, after 61 days without a commitment, the Buckeyes are on quadruple commitment watch now. Three guys had their crystal balls start rolling in the last 24 hours, and one dude has had it for a while. We'll take them in crystal ball chronological order there. The first, Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of St. Louis. I have him penciled into the class. Should I do that in ink or pencil, Steve? I, I don't think that you would be in trouble if you wrote it in ink. Love, I've loved Ohio State for Jamison Williams for a long time. There's certainly been some competition from Alabama in Oregon at different times for the St. Louis Speedster who ran 4-4 on the laser at Nike football, the opening finals during the summer. He's been the top target for Ohio State longer than anybody, and I think that's what put the Buckeyes in the driver's seat. They did a terrific job recruiting him from start to finish. He's announcing his college decision on Friday, and I like Ohio State. For those of you wondering what type of prospect they're getting, Bill Green has said that he believes Garrett Wilson and Jamison Williams will each have a chance to get starters minutes next year, which is, I knew that was a feeling on Wilson. To hear the same thing on Jamison Williams is fantastic. Obviously, assuming he'll be a Buckeye, which I think we all believe he will be. Then the three new guys, ah, new guys is a stretch. Three guys who the momentum for these dudes has really picked up. We talked before the show about a crystal ball avalanche for Tommy Eichenberg, Wondell Robinson, and Peyton Powell. Let's go in-state first. Tommy Eichenberg, those of you that remember the name, Eichenberg, his brother Liam, shunned the Buckeyes. Tommy is now next in line at St. Ignatius, verbally committed to Boston College, but the, the offer came through for Ohio State. Do you think he will back out of his commitment to Boston College? And I also hear that the Fighting Irish could be a player. Well, I saw people breaking their thumbs that don't even work for 24-7 to get their crystal ball picks in as soon as Ohio State uh, offered Eichenberg last night. He's committed to Boston College. 
obviously his older brother committed to Notre Dame. Um, if Bill Green, if Bill Green's one of the crystal balls on Ohio State for Eichenberg, I like Ohio State's chances. I haven't really dug much into that. Last night I was celebrating my birthday with my family when that offer went out, and I haven't done I've done zero digging into it. Um, I, I think that Boston College and Notre Dame were were things that the Eichenberg family um, appreciated. Uh, you know, they send their kid to St. Ignatius, right? Um, and sure. so I think that uh, those uh, Boston College is obviously a comfortable pick. So I, I can't sit here and say I know he's going to flip, but Bill Green – if Bill Green's got the crystal ball on the Buckeyes, he's 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 been covering Eichenberg closely, so that would make me like Ohio State's chances. He does, and of course, Bill Kierlich. Did the dean put one in? I got to check on the dean. I can check on that. The dean did not jam a the dean did not jam a finger to put his pick in. No, the dean is uh, all all uh, digits are intact. He's in good shape. Speaking of the next dude here, Wandale Robinson, slot back offensive weapon from Kentucky. He looks to me a little bit like Rondale Moore, the guy's thrashing things as a freshman at Purdue and also had an offer from Ohio State. Alabama and Ohio State seem to have pulled to the forefront for Wandale. If you look at the rest of his offers, those two schools kind of stick out. Give us the latest and why you think Wandale could be a Buckeye. Am I pronouncing his name correctly, by the way? Yeah, Wandell Robinson is one of the more dynamic guys in this class. Doesn't hasn't left the field in years. Uh, plays offense, defense, and special teams at Western Hills down there in Frankfort, Kentucky. Has uh, put up some monster testing numbers and is extremely strong. And trains at the same facility. Aspirations down there in Louisville, where Rondell Moore also uh, trains. I talked to a source close to Wandell following the Alabama visit and. He speculated that Wandell will go to either Kentucky or Ohio State. Um, Kentucky is getting Wandell back on campus this weekend uh, for an unofficial as the Wildcats host the Gamecocks. And Kentucky's got some momentum right now, undefeated, have arguably the best running back in the country in, in Benny Snell. And they've looked good uh, coming off a dominant win over Mississippi State uh, down there in Lexington and then obviously uh, this will be Wandell's fourth trip to Ohio State. Uh, attended the game earlier this year against Rutgers. I believe it was Rutgers week two. Did they beat Rutgers in Maryland? I, I lost track, but I think it was uh, Rutgers. Um, so he went to that game. And and uh, um, so I put in a projection pick of Ohio State. Uh, my source thought that uh, um, Wandell um, was really excited about Ohio State, and then you just kind of, say hey Ohio State they typically win win that recruiting battle um so uh we'll see I, I'm not I wouldn't put that one in pen I wouldn't pen Wandell Robinson into the class but it looks promising right now update on Tommy Eichenberg's crystal ball Bill Green logged a vote for Ohio State at 7 19 p.m yesterday evening the dean himself has yet to crack his knuckles on uh, a pick but we'll keep an eye out Peyton Powell, I have to admit, this is one I'm least confident about. I get ugly about a dude when I see Foggy, TCU, and Ohio State within six hours on the crystal ball. 
Can you provide any clarity on Peyton Powell? Yeah, I went foggy uh, for Peyton Powell, uh, Oklahoma. So Ohio State was the clearly the program to beat for Peyton Powell, who is a four-star athlete out of Permian, Texas, Friday Night Lights School, Odessa, down there. Um, has put up some terrific track numbers, has a huge, huge upside, uh, very athletic prospect out of the Lone Star State. Ohio State got him up for an official in June and uh, was close to – nailing down his commitment and then obviously he pushed the process back oklahoma caught some momentum i think oklahoma's uh oklahoma and and peyton have gone their separate ways tcu is offering him as a receiver our tcu 24 7 sports affiliate reported earlier in the week that he was going to take a visit to tcu this weekend i talked to a source close to peyton um i put my my pick in on foggy and then i talked to a source close to Peyton after that, that that's, uh, he thought Ohio State was in the driver's seat right now, but that TCU is a close second. So Ohio State's offering him as a safety uh, or as a defensive back and uh, um, TCU receiver. So if the young man is dying to play offense in college, he's not going to go to Ohio State. Uh, but he understands, uh, again, we're talking about a young man that almost committed to Ohio State, so he understands the opportunity uh, to, uh, to play defense at, at Ohio State, and, and it's not one he's taking lightly, as it's one that he has strongly considered for much of the process. So, uh, anyway, my source close to Peyton Powell said that um, um, he thought that uh, Ohio State led right now. We had some good insiders that don't work for 24/7 that that, that made Ohio State picks on the crystal ball, so they're getting some good intel as well. So I would say right now it, it looks good for Ohio State but got to get through this TCU visit. These three guys, uh, excuse me, three of the four, I'm not including Jameson Williams, aren't rated quite as highly as the guys they usually go after. Does that bother you at all? Who are we talking about? Eichenberg, Robinson, and Powell. Well, Eichenberg's having a terrific senior season, so they offered him I'm just saying they're rating. They're rating. That doesn't bother you? well, no, I mean, I, I think that, no, not at all. I mean, Deron Lee was a high three-star, right? You know, he's I'm with you, in dude. The first I didn't even know his name uh, is Darren Lee. Darren Lee, um, excuse me, yeah. They both and, were. And so, right. But my, my point is, is Ohio State, they're they're evaluating these kids. and They're not just throwing out offers willy-nilly. They're, they're evaluating kids and watching film and, and trying to figure out what makes these young men tick and Eichenberg – uh, Bill Green has been raving about the senior year he's having. Uh, so I know that senior film must have spoke to uh, Ohio State yesterday. Jamison Williams is ranked soundly in the top 247. Um, so he's a top 247 recruit. Wandell's in the top 247 for us on 24-7 sports. So like him. And Peyton Powell's a guy that has intriguing upside. So um, no, 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 no. These guys – these guys are, are guys that have skill sets that could play anywhere. They're all fast. That's the thing. That's what makes Ohio State what they are year in and year out is that team speed, the size, of course, but the team speed at the skill positions on both sides of the ball in the secondary and at receiver. Ohio State's not going to step on the field and, and be able to keep up with any opposition. Yeah, I agree with you. I just think sometimes it's helpful for a national recruiting guy to offer some perspective and that 
the ratings sometimes. But the ratings aren't being done by Ohio State staff. Go ahead. And, and, the, and our ratings aren't done till February. So, you know, Eichenberg's a guy that, that we've been talking. We're going over our linebacker rankings right now, and he's a guy that he was in the mix for a bump, and it's almost it kind of sucks that, like, Ohio State offered him today or yesterday because it's like this is the stuff we think about, but it's like – Eichenberg's in line it's look for a bump on 24-7, and now it's going to look like an Ohio State bump. And that happens, but it's just it's like, shit, couldn't we have done that? Couldn't we have bumped him two days ago? And then we wouldn't, you know. But, hey, it is what it is. I'm sure there will be a lot of complaining out of the SEC about the standard Ohio State bump that we always get. Well, it's more of the bump. Like, it's, just one, it's one of those deals where it's like – and we have a Boston College linebacker ranked in the top 247, so – like Marvin Ham out of Detroit, so we could. Uh, I mean, it's not that we don't want to. We had AJ Dillon ranked higher than everybody, but it's just, it's just you know, it'd be the Boston College fan base that would complain, right? That would be like he was a three star when he was committed to us, and now he's a four star when he committed to. Us. We, you know, it's just the timing of that one. Uh, um, he's. I'm pretty sure Eichenberg's going up um, in the rankings, whether he's flips or not. You know, so we'll see. Speaking of going up in the rankings, Mr. Zach Harrison, defensive end extraordinaire and the apple of Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan's eye, will be at the whiteout this weekend. It seems like I think I could talk to an expert from each area, by that I mean each of the three schools, and get them to make it sound like Harrison was going there which is interesting. The latest on Zach Harrison, I don't expect you to reveal anything super insightful here because I'm not sure there's anything out there, but do you make anything of the fact that he's going to the whiteout? Well, I would say that Penn State and Michigan insiders, no one, none of them are predicting that he would go there. They're just saying they're in it. And the Ohio State insiders are more confident that he's going to go to Ohio State and the crystal ball reflects that, and my forecast is also on Ohio State, but I'll say what I've been saying for months. If he picked Penn State, I wouldn't be surprised. And he's visiting there this weekend, which definitely doesn't surprise me. I wrote uh, earlier this week I'd be more surprised if he didn't visit than if he did, and it's because Zach Harrison was slated to be there, and I Harrison's not doing this. This isn't fun for him in the sense that, like, he's not going to – his name's not going to show up on multiple visitor lists and you wonder where he's going to be. I mean, he, he's he's a above-board guy from an above-board family, so um, he was expected in Happy Valley, so no surprise that he's going to be there. And, and uh, why wouldn't you go to a game where two of your top three are playing each other and – Obviously, Penn State wants to get them there and, 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 sh- and showcase the environment that they're going to have um, in Happy Valley for this one. Do I think that his decision will be made based on the outcome of the ball game? No, but it never hurts if he's. It, it certainly wouldn't hurt Penn State to to win and for his act to get caught up in the the uh, atmosphere of it all. Um, you know, he's got a good relationship with some of those commits and. He's known that staff for a long time, um, but it's also an opportunity for Ohio State to play well in a in a tough environment um, as well. I, I 
I really don't know what Zach's – I really don't know what's causing Zach the most trouble in making his decisions. So it's hard to speculate what he's looking to get out of these final visits. Um, so um, I guess we'll we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if he – made some rounds and popped up at, at a home game in Columbus and a home game in Ann Arbor. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this stretched all the way to the early signing period, not because he wants it to, but just it's obvious that he's struggling to make a decision. But I, I would just say anything can happen because we don't know. So if he if he decided next week, all right, you know, I I don't claim to know anything more than anyone else does. Other than that, I think that he really likes Penn State, he, and he really likes Michigan, he really likes Ohio State. and um, I think that with Penn State, he really admires the coaching staff and has fit in well with the, the commits. Yeah, I don't think anybody really knows what's going on. We will keep uh, on top of it. And, of course, those of you who should know this, Bill Kerlick lives in the same town as Zach Harrison basically lives across the street from the high school. So if there was news to get, we'd have it. It just isn't out there yet. I don't think Zach has made up his mind. Speaking of making up your mind, give us a pick, Ohio State at Penn State. Well, the smart pick would be uh, would be Ohio State. Um, they would have been the smart pick two years ago when they didn't win the ball game. Um, I think that Penn State – I mean, I got to pick Ohio State just because I think that they're they're the slightly better team. But but uh, um, I don't I don't have a I don't have like a uh, a great feel for it yet. My mind's still going back and forth. I'm, I, I think Trace McSorley is going to play his best game, his, his best four quarters. Um, so uh, and, and you know, Penn State's defense is going to play sound. And physical, um, Ohio State the down, is the downfield passing game. The difference in this one, um, as far as maybe Ohio State pulling away. So, so I like Ohio State. Um, I, 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 since you got me going here, I'll give you a score. I like Ohio State twenty-seven to twenty-one in this game. It's a battle of DMV quarterbacks, and I will take, obviously, the quarterback from the Maryland side of the Potomac River. I don't see any defense. I don't care where it comes from. If it's a college defense, holding the Buckeyes under 40 points for the rest of the year, I will go 42-28. Good guys. Not arguing. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I think there's going to be a game where Dwayne Haskins doesn't play that well. Will it be Saturday? I don't know. How dare you? You know, he'll have a game where he turns it over. Maybe he won't. Maybe maybe he won't at all, but I, I think he will. I'm going to hedge on the won't. Got total confidence in the man. It should be a great game, though. We appreciate Steve stopping by and sharing some love. Have a good one, Buck Nutters. See you guys. Appreciate it.